Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. So yeah, kind of leaving out Mickey Avenue, you walk out to the hub, which is Gardens a land. Yeah, it's a land now. It's not really a hub, right? It's like it's kind of like a park. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the park, which is nice. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of gardens and little pathways, and I you know the cool thing about it is it really functions as the viewing area for the fireworks, which makes exiting and entering the park around that time incredibly easy because no one's standing on Main Street and around the very small hub. This is a very big area for people to watch. Yeah. So the, and the, and the scale of the park is quite large, yes? Yes, very much so. I mean, it it can take you quite a while to get from point A to point B. It seems like it to me it's about the size of Epcot, am I wrong? Like I I have not done that calculation, but it very well could be. There's a particular area kind of around like Adventure Isle, Treasure Cove, whatever around the Wandering Moon Tea House that I feel like whenever we were walking there it took us forever to get to the next place, just kind of because between the Wandering Moon Tea House, which is in that Gardens of Imagination on the hub, it's just kind of on the the east side. Getting from there to Pirates of the Caribbean is quite a walk with absolutely nothing between the two. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. There's there's this nothing. But there um, are some really nice little open areas with grass where people just hang out. Yeah, there's like picnic areas in the park. I like um, that. Yeah, it's super awesome. Um, they're very much okay with everyone bringing in food, which I think is the case of every Disney park. Except for cup noodles. Except for <laughs> cup noodles. Why? Because people bring in cup noodles and then use the complimentary hot water dispensers around the restaurants that are meant for tea to heat up their cup noodles. Right. And, and this would just, just overload that. Yeah, I guess they don't want you bringing in that sort of thing because you might be hogging that for actual customers who would <laughs> like to use it for the tea. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I'm not really but sure. but cup wow. noodles like banned in the park. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> that is really interesting. Yeah, amazing. I love it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, but you know, Gardens of Imagination just houses all of those kind of uh, uh, fairground style attractions that you know kind of usually reside in Fantasyland, but it's nice to kick them out, maybe, like Mm -hmm. Dumbo and the carousel. But the carousel... The carousel is magnificent. (laughs) The carousel is amazing. Uh, It's the Fantasia carousel. Oh, yeah. The horses, at least most of the horses, are uh, baby Pegasus. They're very small. They are very small. Like, you're probably the same size as one of them, or, you know, or you're bigger, and so you're sitting on top of it, and it's just, it's comedic. It's hilarious. Are they all the, uh, the, those, or, or, or is it they're a mixture all, Well, they're all Pegasus, okay. but only, only, I would say most of them are baby Pegasus. A varying size. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. It's That's awesome. really cute. I like that. So there's two attractions in there, but, like, what else is in there? Is it, are there any other, like, mini attractions, or... Some fountains or anything there else? There are just various gardens and, you know, floral displays and stuff, which is just really nice to walk around just to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one row um, that's the Garden of the Twelve Friends. And those are the 12 characters that they've chosen to represent the Chinese Zodiac, mm-hmm. which is very cool. They have some incredible mosaics. Gorgeous. Just oh, yeah. really, really great mosaics of I remember seeing those. Characters. Yeah. And there are some things that are technically within Gardens of Imagination yeah. that don't really feel like they're part of the main hub, yeah. like Meet Mickey. 
uh, and the Marvel, Marvel Universe stuff. Yeah, that stuff is in Guardians of Imagination, I think only by technicality. Meet Mickey is just like a tent where you go meet Mickey. And the Marvel Universe stuff is kind of like um, uh, the Star Wars launch bay, but Marvel. Yeah. The- oh, and that's, that's in this central area yeah it's it's off to the side it's it's closer to tomorrowland but it's they they do consider it part of gardens of imagination interesting i did find it really strange how little interest there seemed to be in meeting characters throughout the park yeah Um, Mm. both in mickey avenue and also just like meet mickey in in gardens of imagination very short cues, if any. Yeah, nobody really cared. And they uh-huh. have a Star Wars launch bay there, but and they have some pretty cool characters that we don't uh, have. Like, they have C-3PO and R2-D2 mm. um, and a rebel pilot and, and I think an Imperial officer. Um, but in addition to Kylo Ren and Darth Vader and Chewbacca, and none of them have lines. Not one. Just Not huh. one of them even have, like, you walk up to the character. It just blows my mind. Wow. It's the saddest Darth Vader sitting all by <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just really just wishing sitting, that anyone would come up. It's just sitting on yeah. a bench smoking. Yeah. Um, it is kind of cool because they do speak Chinese, though, um, which is awesome. That is. So of the characters, which one was the most popular? I mean it. There was not a single line for any of them. I mean it. I think I saw the Mickey line in Gardens of Imagination make it up to 20 minutes. Yeah, that was was a serious line Uh at some point. But But we walked up to Minnie Mouse without any hesitation. Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto were all, you could just walk up to them in Mickey Avenue. I mean, maybe at some point the line would get to five minutes, but it was not like a big deal. Wow. What about Jack Sparrow? Did that get a line? Uh, yeah, you're right. Jack Sparrow did have a line. They have a live-action Jack Sparrow, uh, who is bilingual, which but is amazing. to acknowledge that Refe- fact when yes. confronted. <laughs> Doesn't want to act like he does. Yeah. Um, That's clever. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. I, I asked him, because I, I went to go meet him, and uh, I was like, you speak Chinese as well? And he's like, I feel like if I spoke Chinese, I would know that. And I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There's also like a princess meet and greet on the backside of the the castle as well. Um, we saw Rapunzel there, and I think maybe Snow White or something. But um, that that did have a line as well, but it didn't look like a very serious line either, especially for princesses. Open air princesses. <laughs> yeah, Captain Hook. I think we saw. We walked up to him. I mean, it's they have characters throughout the park. But, Duffy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Duffy. Yeah. No interest in Duffy. No. Who? Duffy. Yeah, Alex, um, Alex what do, do uh, was the park crowded? <laughs> um, it's really hard to say. It definitely was more crowded on the weekend days. Um, I think the main thing that made it feel less crowded is that a lot of people flocked to unlikely attractions and mm. waited in two-hour queues for them wow. and just like filled up those buildings. Yeah, when when Alexa says unlikely attractions, she means the exact same attractions that usually have the long waits, but it's surprising that they do considering the e-ticket attractions they have here. Uh, for example, Dumbo and uh, Peter Pan were, once again, reigning champions for stupidly long lines. Oh, that's not <laughs> true at all. Oh, they were. Soaring over the world. Oh, soaring over the world. Soar- was sorry, soaring, soaring over the horizon. Soaring over the horizon. <laughs> 120 minutes. Minimum. 120 minutes. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you thought, you, you'd think they would have built enough theaters to, you know, deal with that, but no. I did wait in that line one time because I had failed to acquire a fast pass uh, any other day, and it was the last thing I had to do. I have never witnessed so much amazement from any group of people, guests in the park, 
over anything at any park at any time. At that attra- in the attraction, you mean? Yeah, everybody was extremely impressed and excited and verbalizing it and just like what <laughs> the entire time. Everybody was so pumped for it. It was really great. To <laughs> That's be great. On that. That's so cool. I yeah, really great. appreciate it. Now I had seen glimpses that maybe the queue was kind of cool for that ride. Yes, it was is. It? It's pretty cool. I don't know if it's warm. I don't know. Personally, I think it's cool, but it's not like, wow, this is amazing. It's no Indiana Jones Uh queue. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like a a starry galaxy kind of ceiling with a bunch of ancient artifacts and rock work around. Hmm. Um, It's just like this dark, glowy kind of room. Hmm. It's really dark in there. I mean, really, Hmm. really dark. Yeah, it was really pretty. It wasn't necessarily interesting enough to captivate your attention for two hours no not at all (laughs) okay yeah no but it was worth seeing so maybe we should back up and talk about that land or do you want to go to that land first or go somewhere else yeah adventure isle is fine yeah let's start there okay um well we already talked a little bit about soaring over the horizon but i mean really it's it's the same exact attraction the only difference is that it ends a little differently you end up in shanghai instead of you know disneyland or epcot um, so the fireworks happen in Shanghai downtown, not the park related at all. No, that's interesting. And the pre-show spiel. And the pre-show spiel is different. It's a it's a tribal woman who who does it instead of Patrick Warburton. Aww. It's magical. <laughs> uh, but they make a lot of cute references and callbacks to Captain Patrick. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. They do make the these beauties joke. I mean, it's all in Chinese, so you don't understand it. But they definitely make the these beauties oh, joke. I've heard it in both languages. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Cool. Um, but so, what do you, know, you get to smell cool. on that ride? <laughs> Same stuff. Same ah! Stuff. Yes! <laughs> I think there might have been a couple of scents absent. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem as strong or something. Yeah. 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 I think Hard the, to dirt, say. the dirt smell wasn't present. I was very disappointed about. <laughs> and then there's Roaring Rapids, you guys, which is closed because it's too scary. Need to change the channel to more funny is like what a cast member told us. Yep. Now, this was interesting because I talked to my brother who visited just like about a month before you guys did. And he said that ride wasn't especially scary, he thought. So he was shocked that it needed to be lightened up in any yeah, way. Yeah. I watched the um, the ride through of it and it didn't look scary at all. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually haven't watched the ride through. I should do that. Um, I mean, it did have a pretty crazy animatronic, right? Like, yeah, Yeti but not even ridiculous. It's not that scary. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean, it's just like I kind of wonder. Like, let me put it this way: in Adventure Isle, the the symbol for the land is is like a crocodile, alligator sort of looking character, which is like this monster. And in the shops in the area, they sell plush, cute versions of that Aww. crazy creature in the ride. And so I kind of yeah yeah and a little clip on tails so you can be that person but I I don't know maybe maybe everyone just really isn't into it there I I'm not sure they're gonna bring in Sinbad's cute tiger to light the whole <laughs> That's thing a up ch- Chandu That's all we can hope for <laughs> um, Yeah I mean there's you know uh, a few greeting areas and a and a pretty good restaurant and everything but the highlight of this land to me was Camp Discovery and the yeah. Challenge Trails. That thing looks fantastic. My goodness, what a totally unique thing to be at any Disney park. I would have never expected this. This would never fly in the United States. Not even close. I don't know how they did it at all. So tell us about it. Well, it unfortunately did not live up to my expectations, given how cool the concept is. 
Uh, yes. For one, many of the more challenging routes you can take. Um, a lot of a lot of the paths are split into like easy, mm-hmm. medium, and hard mode kind mm-hmm. of. Yep. And sometimes hard mode or hard mode and medium mode were completely <laughs> shut off. Yeah. Well, give us the high level pitch. What it, what is this thing? What are, what are people trying to do when they're on this? So you strap into a harness. Uh, after yeah. ridding yourself of any loose belongings. Oh yeah, they super <laughs> yeah they super tell you to get rid of your cell phone and everything that's in your pockets, and I mean everything, and just store it in a locker, really which is check free. On you. They really <laughs> like if they see anyone with the phone in the line, they tell them <laughs> to go put it back in the locker. So you strap into this harness and you go up these stairs, kind of holding onto your harness and trying to get it to. Uh, yeah, there's like an overhead like uh, rail that it's kind of gliding in, um, so it just kind mm-hmm. of keeps you secure up there. And you kind of just wiggle it around to the track that you want to go to. Right. And you're walking. There's no ride vehicle. Yeah, it's, yeah, just you're, walking it's just you walking on a path. Yeah. There's a line of people in these harnesses. And there are a series of kind of challenging bridges or uh, paths where you jump between platforms and things like that. Uh, yeah, ropes and barrels and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of the things were closed. Um, so there were... Many instances of just like, I guess I'm just walking on a regular plank bridge and there's nothing interesting going yeah. on. Now, to, to set the scene, this is on Roaring Mountain. It's on and around that entire thing. So often you are a good like 20, 30 feet off the ground. You're kind of walking on this thing. And even though you're walking on this plank, there is not always a guide rail for you to hold on to sometimes there is like a rope or something and of course you're you know strapped in on this thing but i mean if you fell you're yeah. pulling yourself back up i mean this is a I love it. pretty serious deal yeah. it felt dangerous at times. it definitely felt dangerous i was legitimately scared for my life a few times <laughs> um there is one moment <laughs> you laugh it's i'm serious no i believe you uh there there is one moment where you're kind of walking into Roaring Mountain in this kind of this area. And there's these three paths. There's one where you just walk, you know, past this area to divert around it. There is one that is got a fairly wide footing, I guess, maybe a foot worth of footing around the whole thing. And then the other side, the right side had maybe six or seven inches of footing, which I stupidly took. And you're kind of walking around a concave area so you can't really grab onto anything and there's a you know times when you have to kind of change directions i'm explaining this poorly but it's very slippery because water (laughs) is raining from above while this is happening and you're on rocks that are slippery and that are not giving you any traction and yeah i mean if you fall you're kind of dangling in a waterfall (laughs) for a little while And, and that's insane that is Man, I don't know how they pulled this off. It's crazy. So if some people fall off there, I mean, is a cast member going to have to come over and, like, pull you back so, up? No, that's what I, I kind of mean. They're, like, you are going to – you're going to be on your own for get pulling yourself up. Maybe other people might be able to help you, but you really are going to have to pull yourself up. Yeah. There, there are cast members stationed along the route, but, I mean, there are very few. And if they were to get you, someone would have to see that you fell um, to begin with. And so, you know, it might be a few minutes before someone even gets to the yeah. scene. You're right. Um, there is no way that would is, ever, that would yeah. ever work here. Never. No, it, no, it just straight <laughs> yeah. up wouldn't. I think everyone would be terrified. But you liked it, right? I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I ever need to do that again in my life, but I'm super glad that I did. 
I did not enjoy it so much. <laughs> I I really want to do um, this. <laughs> this sounds this sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's a really interesting concept, and I was really excited to try it. But between people kind of trying to wiggle the ropes while you're walking, oh, yeah. what that's they, up. they troll the ropes. That's screwed up. Oh. Yeah, like yeah. you're trying to carefully walk around this thing and someone wiggles it and you're like, hey, knock yeah, it yeah. the f off. Oh, and that's you can't scary. Say that because you can't speak. <laughs> yeah, you can't speak the language. So it's kind of, yeah, it's You know, a, a, str- a strong glare like... transcends all languages. <laughs> uh, yeah, you think it would. <laughs> Not if you're behind them. <laughs> yeah. There's also a really, really great Tarzan show in the area. And I mean it. It's really great. Is it like a stunt show? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's an acrobatic stunt show sort of thing. It's it's a musical sort of thing. Yeah, very ambitious. There is definitely, I mean, it's a very Cirque-style show where they're definitely going to try to jump and make this thing, but maybe they don't sometimes. For instance, there was a catapult, like a human catapult, uh, and there was also a man on maybe three or four foot high stilts walking around, and he gets on the catapult... And a couple of other people jump on the other side of it, flinging him into the air to do a flip and land on a chair that is elevated by a pole that is being held by two other people. Yeah, it didn't happen. It well, didn't work. They, they tried. They really did. And it would have been awesome if they did. I commend them for trying anyway, but they yep. need to tighten up their show maybe. <laughs> cool. So, Lou, you mentioned that there's a big mountain here in Adventure Isle. Can you yeah. describe that? Roaring Mountain. It's uh, it's very tall. Um it's it's mostly brown and it's got uh, it's got one big waterfall that kind of comes down the middle of it, um, and that's where you know the the raft ride is. It kind of goes in and around that, um, and that's also where this challenge trail stuff happens. Is it impressive looking? Yeah, I'd say so. It's pretty big. They light it up purple <laughs> at the end of the night. Oh, sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Because when I, when I first saw like the artist rendering of the, this, I was thinking, oh, it's kind of like what the Cadillac Range for Radiator Springs, but it's not that big, right? Yeah. Um. Gosh, I no, it's not that wide or anything. It's not that level of impressive. Um. I think it's just unlike other Disney mountains where maybe it's very shallow, like it's just a facade or something. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, like I said, you're walking through and around this thing in this attraction. The ride goes through there and there is, uh, there's kind of this separate children's play area thing with sandboxes and stuff that is also in and around it. So there's quite a bit, you know, you to do around it. So it's, it's pretty fleshed out. Cool. One thing we maybe should mention real quick here is that, I mean, this is a castle park. It's kind of a Magic Kingdom-style park. But of all those parks, this one is really different. Yes. Like, Disneyland and Disney World, are the Magic Kingdom parks there are kind of the same. And Disneyland Paris, again, is kind of the same. And same with Hong Kong. But this one is a totally different take on it. And I remember hearing Bob Iger talking about this in reference to Hong Kong, where he expressed some regret that they had done something that was too similar to the American parks mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. And so I, I feel like there was an edict to do something quite different with this concept, and that's yeah. what Shanghai seems to me like that. Just the amount of water itself is much bigger. Like there's many more lakes, there's many more bodies of water. There's more. It just seems like they've really amped up the 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 amount of spaces that can be in the park that aren't just for walking or riding. Yeah, there's definitely more quote park to it than I think 
many other parks. Um, I would say Animal Kingdom is still reigning champ for how much park yeah. the park is. But, I mean, when we're talking about strictly Disneyland, Magic Kingdom-style parks, I mm-hmm. think this one is definitely that. Yeah, and it's really great how they handle all of that extra space because there are a lot of places where they play with elevation, um, mm-hmm. especially in Tomorrowland, which we'll get to, to just lots and lots of different layers and bridges and and just like beautiful gardens that are a little bit lower than where you're walking and yeah the the areas the, the areas are very very nice as as far as like Disneyland style parks go this is this is top notch mm-hmm. stuff this is great but yeah there is a huge body of water kind of in between adventure isle which you know we just talked about and then treasure cove which I guess we should just get to next. I do find it interesting that that there is there are two lands that are very identical thematically, you know, or very similar thematically. I thought that way too. That maybe these were too close in in tone, but Adventure Isle is more, I would say, Africa jungle, okay, that sort of thing. But you know, Treasure Cove is very and only pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. for Treasure that makes Cove, sense. I mean, the only thing that is kind of bridging that gap, like a hybrid attraction, is the canoes, which are, you know, your average, ordinary, everyday Disney canoes, which, you know, go around this body of water. And you kind of get both of these lands um, in doing so, which is fine and interesting, but that's that's about as far as they overlap. That blew my mind that the canoes somehow made it into Shanghai. It's kind of amazing. I, I love the canoes. I did it twice this time. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's... It's cool. I'm glad they have it. Yeah, nice. It had a line. I mean, those people were waiting for it for sure. It's the same thing where you're literally just paddling. Yeah, you're just paddling. Right? You I mean, have it's... to paddle or you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, let's get to Treasure Cove. There's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Overall, some of the best, most immersive theming I've ever seen yeah, in the land. Yeah, ever, period. This, this place is incredible. There is so much to walk around. It feels like the kind of fantasy land that I've always wanted, where it's just, you're in a town, and it's really, you know, rustic and old and wood, and signs are painted on everything, and I just, I love it so much. So much to look at. So So much. much. to interact with. Does it feel like it's taken from the Pirates films at all? Like, um, does it feel like that world? Almost. Uh, I would say the land itself doesn't. The ride, 100%. But the land itself is more like Pirates overtook what was a colony. Um, and, you know, a little town. And a lot of the signs are painted over um, with other things <laughs> that the Pirates nice. Um, instead. I like I like that. Places change meaning and everything. You know, the one thing that's a little puzzling to me is, you know, Barbosa's bounty. I just why is it Barbosa's? Is he a restaurateur? It's not this yeah, that one. Seems weird. This one is unlike um, you know, Mickey Avenue where all of these characters, sure, why not? They all have their own little things going on. Barbosa is a pirate. He's not a chef. He is not anything of the sort. And this is not, like I said earlier, where it's painted signs over other signs. This is a really swank sign that says Barbosa's Bounty has a portrait of him on it. It makes no sense. It's a branch out into a new career. Technically, the name of the area, I think the town, is called Fort Snobbish. I think that's what it's called. There's a few statues of these characters kind of around that are defiled in various ways by the pirates. There's 
a pirate ship you can walk on that is very SS Columbia sort of style thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's also uh, another one that's kind of shipwrecked um, with a play cool. area and stuff. Oh. How does it compare to like that ship uh, in Disney Sea? What do you mean the ship in Disney Sea? Do you mean like the yeah you know like steamliner uh, no 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 the in, in the the area of disney sea with the uh the society of explorers there's like that castle and the yeah yeah i would say it's 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 about the same sort of thing i mean you get the i would uh-huh. say it's about the same quality too you know you get to walk around on all the decks and you know below deck and all that sort of stuff, which is really cool this attraction maybe more than most of the areas of the park felt most lived in chinese guests are sometimes pretty brutal and they're picking at things and tearing paint off things. And it's it's it shows in this attraction there's some broken glass and stuff. It's just, it's a little bit of a shame. Uh, there's actually a part of the ship where people have been unscrewing screws that are holding things together, actually, oh. on the boat. Uh, so they had to tie them down, the ones that were remaining, hmm. with zip ties. Yeah, some wiry <laughs> zip ties. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, we saw somebody just, like, hit a light structure in the pirate's queue until it broke. (laughs) Just, like, a lot of destruction of property. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. In particular, Um, just by coincidence. Contrast that with Disney Sea, which has show elements well within the reach of people, you know? And nobody messes with them, mm-hmm. you know. Even in Amer- even in America, that would never. Yeah, no one touches point. that stuff. Like those things would all be defaced and messed up. Yeah. But like for some reason in Japan, no one no one uh, messes with anything. Yeah, there are a few like interactive show elements that are inside the ship, which is pretty cool. Some like huh. living portraits, um, which you know come alive as you interact cool. with something in the area. That isn't mm-hmm. always obvious, but when you figure That's it fine. out, it feels really good. Um, it's a little good reward. I like that. So tell us, tell us about uh, about Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, now I don't want to hear too much in terms of spoiler, sure. but give us give us a flavor of what you know what they did. There are some effects and techniques used on that ride that I have not seen anywhere else. Cool. Um, just like a combination of everything. Disney Parks Imagineers have learned. Yeah, there's there's a lot of projection, and there are definitely some screens going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very good. It feels very tight. The animatronic of Davy Jones alone is incredible. It's fantastic. I mean, all those tentacles, they're all moving. It's awesome. It's great. This seems to me like it's Disney's answer to the trend that is happening that you see most most played out at universal parks which is you have a ride that is primarily screen based and not prop based you know and they yeah. were like you know what this is a trend we understand that trend we recognize it this is our interpretation of that trend yeah i think so i mean like i said there's definitely a lot of screens but there are life size ships and multiple of them um and you know screens inside of those ships so you can kind of see the characters moving about them which is very very clever it's very Um, easy to become immersed yeah you you kind of forget all this stuff while you're in there which is what you want the boats themselves are man these are awesome they you know are very very big wide sturdy boats these are not the kind of pirates of caribbean boats that we are used to. These things are able to completely rotate, <laughs> speed up, slow down. Um, you know, it's it's awesome. That's cool. 
they can direct your attention to something that they want and they control the speed of everything so they can you know have parallax in the screen projections as well Mm -hmm. um so if you're familiar with kind of how radiator springs racers does when you're in the paint shop and you're kind of coasting by there's a screen on the right where you see like ramon and it's all this parallax video and it's really 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 good nice unfortunately a lot of guests at shanghai disneyland do not put away their phones oh yeah this is screens oh you got flash flashes and screens the entire time Uh, every time yeah that's pretty bad large phones and ipads in front of you in a boat where there are four people on each row and maybe eight rows. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. just like half the boat is doing it. I mean, yeah. like half the boat. For the entirety of the yeah. ride. You and kind of have to get in the know, front the, row. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, but when you're in the front row, you get like a little bit of a, you know, a, a tunnel vision, I guess. And you don't quite see everything. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. That is tough. Um, the queue is pretty awesome. Um, it's very similar to the... Uh, Walt Disney World style queue where you're mm-hmm. in a fort, a fort yeah. um, and it looks like it's a hideout for pirates and that sort of thing. Um, the exterior queue, you're kind of walking around the fort, and then you enter the fort, and it appears to be Jack Sparrow's hideout where he's got all of his stuff. Um, when asking Jack Sparrow about this, he acts like it doesn't exist, which I guess you would say if you were a pirate. So, yeah, the on on average, that attraction, A++++ would ride again and did many times. <laughs> so many times. Nice. Yeah. Very short queue. Where does it rate in terms of, you know, all-time great Disney attractions? You guys saw a bunch of cool things in this trip. In yeah, terms of, you is, know, you saw Mystic hmm. Manor and you went to Disney Sea. Where does this ride rate? I mean, are we talking, like, technology-wise, like, how cool this is or, like, what, how much we love mm-hmm. it? Like, are we factoring in nostalgia here? Because, I mean, if we're doing that, like, Haunted Mansion still in Anaheim is winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess in terms of just, let's talk just technology, I guess. Yeah, maybe this is maybe this is number two or number three. I can't tell. Somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Top five. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Definitely in the impressive. very top attractions they've ever created. This is amazing. How would you feel if they, if they um, ported one of the other park, Pirates of the Caribbean, to this? Oh, yep, fine. I mean, don't do it to Anaheim because yeah. I think that's a historical thing. But you know, mm-hmm. whatever else, fine, yeah, whatever. Like they drop it in, they drop it in uh, Magic Kingdom, and you'd be good with it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, do it. Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. I think everyone will go crazy over it. It's awesome. No, I know I would. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, I mean, it's it's easy to miss the other stuff because of the nostalgia, but this one, I mean, really, just really wins. 